Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Critical Zone. I am your host, Hari Rajkopalan, again here with Tom Feigenbaum. And in this episode, we're just going to break down a bunch of random stories in the NBA, the draft, some historical stuff, and some off-season plans. Uh, first, we're going to start with some contenders to possibly take off the Warriors and Rockets. Is there any team in the NBA that next year do you think could take a step forward and challenge either of those teams? Well, the obvious answer is the Celtics, just because of the injury issues they've had. Mm. But having said that, I mean, who's to say that there aren't injury issues for any any number of teams next year? So I I would say the Celtics are probably the team that I would look at as most likely to take a huge step forward just because their two biggest free agent acquisitions are Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and they, I mean, they're just coming back from injury. Yes. Yep. And then the other team is the Sixers, who just continue to get better and will probably add a top-end pick. Yeah, and a a ma- a potentially a max contract player yeah. if they decide to spend it this offseason. They've yeah. been very good with their money. That's yeah. something else we haven't mentioned. They haven't spent bad money at all. Like yeah. a, a good, uh, a bad tendency of young teams is to throw money at overpriced veterans just to make it look like they're right. competing, but the Sixers don't care if they're competing. It's the pro- like, trust like, the process. Yeah. And the process, with the exception of Julia Logafor, has been pretty successful so yes. far. Yeah, and he, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, Okafor so, didn't net them anything either. Yeah. So just, to, I think the craziest trade of the pro the process is the one where the Kings traded Nick Stauskas, and they're so excited to get rid of him that they also gave away their 2018 first round pick <laughs> and Carl Landry and somebody else, and all the Sixers had to give up was like a future second rounder or some garbage like that. Unbelievable. Um, and yeah, they've they've done a really good job of uh, of just getting like low key good bench player assets yeah. like Justin Anderson as well. Yeah, um, so do you would you say it was very early, but next year let's say LeBron stays in Cleveland, right? Rosters roughly the same because they have no money yeah. to get anybody else. Um, is the Eastern Conference Finals going to be Boston Philly? I would expect that to be the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And interesting, just an interesting uh, Sixers conspiracy theory. I don't know if this is true. Okay. But they drafted Julia Logafor. Yes. I've heard. My league sources tell me. Your league sources, okay. <laughs> yeah. We that, got a uh, bomb and, right and I actually, bomb. I actually believe this to be true, but like the if you look at the Sixers' draft history under Sam Hankey, yes, they take Simmons and Embiid. The natural success, uh, the natural pairing with those guys is Kristaps Porzingis, a guy who yeah. is yeah. a rangy, long, spreads the floor athlete, mm-hmm. and they took Julia Logafor. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's just a, an interesting situation if your starting power forward in this team was Kristaps Porzingis to right. go with Embiid and Simmons. I wonder if they would have been too bad or too good. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not, though, because no, no one played the rookie year in Philadelphia. Okay, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Porzingis would have sat out the year. But, because Okafor was the perfect tank player. Yeah, that's He true. averaged, like, 20 and 8 on that Sixers team through the whole season. And he was so, like, you'd think, like, oh, 28. He was playing really, it was probably, like, 18 and 8. He was like, oh, he's playing really well, but he's giving out 42 yeah. on the other end. Like, he was the perfect, like, oh, we're not tanking. We're giving our young, we're letting our young right. players shine when he's actually just off. Yeah. Poor Jalil Okafor. Yeah. I mean, I, his career was never going to take off after he got caught with a fake ID in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, Jaleel Okafor was 10 years late. Yeah. He has great footwork for uh, offensively, off of footwork defensively. Yeah. Great footwork <laughs> offensively, great post-move collection, but nobody values that anymore. Yeah. He's a black fault. Like, the closest to valuing it is Ennis Cantor, and yeah. I mean... You can't play Cantor. You can't play Cantor. The Thunder <laughs> learned that the hard way many times against the Rockets last yeah. year. Um, and... Uh, uh, an interesting tidbit. Cantor said he's declining his option, his $17 million option, because he wants to re-up long-term in New York. But why would you decline $17 million from Ennis Cantor? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. I I honestly, I have no answer for that. Yeah. 
Head scratching decision from a bad player or a (laughs) mediocre player on a bad team. Yeah. Um, Knicks could be fun next year with Porzingis back though. I the Knicks and yeah, do they? I feel like the Knicks should have a bright future. Yeah, it's very sad that they um they won their last two games of the year, so they're the ninth pick now. Um, this is a loaded draft class. I don't know if you want to get in depth on the draft, but this is yeah. I'm I'm down to mention the draft. We can we can quickly just do a little. This is an unbelievably loaded draft class. Yeah, and what's crazy about it is that the amount of bigs in this draft class. Yep. And we've been talking that it's a guard guard driven league right now. Mm-hmm. But the best teams in the NBA right now have very good bigs. Yeah. Whether Outside of I'd say Golden State. Well, I mean, are they you, have a good are you, young, young big in Jordan Bell. And arguably they have Kevin Durant, who is one of the best centers in the league. Yeah. Okay, so, fair enough. Like, and, I mean Draymond guards basically. Yeah. Exactly. So Point you have you got you've got big guys in there. Yeah. Durant is seven feet tall. I yeah, mean that's yeah. that's what it's all about. You want guys who can shoot and be tall. Right. Rockets got Clint Capella exactly. who can't shoot, obviously, but I mean, he is huge tall. big man. Great big man. Yeah, yeah so I mean I, it's very interesting to have guys like Aiden, Jaron Jackson, mm. and Marvin Bagley. Um who are all just exceptional talents and who are all huge. It's a very interesting collection, too, because Aiton's like the the superstar build. Yeah. Jaren Jackson is the elite defensive big with yeah. a lot of potential on the other yeah. end as well. And Bagley's the undersized, probably four, that's got the best collection of scoring moves of the yeah. three. I mean, so I mean, if I was going to th- throw out some NBA comparisons, I'd say DeMarcus Cousins for DeAndre Aiton. Okay. Uh, I would say Rudy Gobert for our Muhammad Bamba. Yep. I yep. would say... I, Jackson is probably the most interesting. I would say Al Horford for Jackson. Okay, Jackson. yeah, yeah, that seems fair. And I honestly don't know. About Bagley, Bagley, Bagley yeah. is Bagley is to me the most concerning pick in the draft because yep. he feels undersized. I don't know if he can play defense. I don't know if he can shoot. The, you can't really. There's very hard to tweeners don't really work as well anymore. Right. A tweener big doesn't work. Yeah. If you're a tweener guard, that's fine. If you can play the two or the three, but Bag yeah, Bagley's too small and defensively, that's going to be he's probably going to be used. Um, Good rebounder and yeah, a lot but of offense. But skills. at the same time, if he develops any sort of a jump shot, he becomes an elite offensive player. Yeah, because, and he, he did take some threes at Duke, yeah. right? He's like a thirty-four. Yeah, or he was a, I mean, he's a yeah. decent, decent uh, three-point shooter, decent free throw shooter. Yeah. Wendell Carter also, yes, yeah. who can shoot and rebound. Uh, so, crazy amount of big man talent in the draft. Yeah. Um, I will say, on, I hate the uh, Bamba narrative that he's a Gobert that can shoot the three when he shoots he 20% can, he, cannot, from three. he cannot shoot that, the three. That, that narrative has just, never been accurate. Just because Bahamut Bamba shoots three is in practice. <laughs> Does not mean not he can shoot the three. <laughs> yeah. I've always, like, just, like, I hate it when people watch, like, the teams post the Instagram videos of, like, so-and-so big man that's at the bottom of their right. roster shooting threes, and they make, like, ten in a row. Oh, my God, he can yeah, shoot three. No. no. Incorrect. No. Bamba can't make threes. Bamba cannot shoot the three. And maybe he will get to. He will learn how to make threes in the NBA. I personally don't think so. I think Bamba is going to be a very good Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert clone. Yeah, a defensive anchor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know if he'll ever get to that level, right. uh, but I think there's a pretty good bet he will. Yeah. Um, this draft class is loaded, as you said. In the like the Knicks at nine, um, I was making fun of them a bit because it's very sad to not have like a top six yeah. pick when you're like in the situation they are. But they still will get a quality player. Yeah. I'm just hoping they don't take Trey Young. They um, should not take Trey Young. I think they. I th- there's something to be said about a, like a, a New York team team taking Trey Young. I feel like uh, although a, a I, distinct possibility. I mean, we we bag on Trey Young a little bit, but I think he could. I mean, he led the NCAA in points yeah. with nobody around him. Yeah, I mean, he's got great scoring potential, but. I don't know. I don't know if a guard that... I think Trey Burke can do just as good of a job in the NBA as Trey Young. 
And Trey, Trey, I mean Trey Burke. Actually, we should have mentioned yeah. him for most, uh, kind of most improved player on no, the tank most team. improved G League player. Yeah, great, great, another great tank commander, yeah. Trey Burke. Exactly. Like, there are a lot of these great. I mean, tank arguably, commanders. Trey Burke is actually a bad tank commander because he scores too much. And actually, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So Trey, Trey Burke is a great player if you want to look like you're competing but yeah. compete a little too much. Yeah. Um, which is what they like winning those last two games. And also, to be fair, I mean the Knicks really weren't tanking until. Because so. they actually weren't that bad. They were, they were, I think, the a ten borderline playoff team. Yeah. Um, also, interesting conspiracy theory, just to throw out. Cavs losing to the... Um, the Cavs lost... Let's see. They lost to the Knicks last night, and that helped the Brooklyn pick get better. Is there anything to be seen there? No. The, the Knicks and the Nets were tied going into there last is, night. There is nothing to be seen there, <laughs> but good for the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, very good for the, for the Cavs. They get to add. That's very interesting. I when I said the Cavs will be roughly the same next year, I forgot about the Brooklyn pick. I mean, I don't know. The Is there anybody you think, you think that they could get that would make a big difference? So first of all, let's, just, say, let's say it's six. Just because they're the Cavs, I expect them to bungle this pick, a la Tristan Thompson and Deion Waiters. Yes, and don't and Anthony Bennett, <laughs> right? The whole, the, whole, the holy grail, the holy trinity, right there. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, I don't know, but the three and D wing when you have LeBron on your team is pretty much all you need in this draft. Yeah. After all those impressive big men is loaded with three and D guys yeah. like uh, Mikael Bridges, possibly Miles Bridges. I think Miles goes a little later, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Sh- uh, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander from Kentucky. Mm. I just so many, so many good players in this draft class. But I, I don't know. I feel like last year that's what we said. And I mean, only... this, this class, this class has been really good. It has been a very good class. It's probably been our best class since a lot of the players you expected to be dynamic. Uh, playmakers, especially given the situations they're in, guys like De'Aaron Fox. Yes, yeah, that's definitely Lonzo uh, not performing. De'Aaron Fox not performing, except for in the clutch. Him right. and their Bogdanovich yeah. are like two of the highest percentage cl- clutch shooters in the league. But they're also guys like Mitchell and Tatum and yeah. Markinen. You know, guys that have yeah. way exceeded expectations yeah. actually. Um, and, and other Kuzma. guys. And Kyle, yeah, completely forgot about Kuzma. Uh, might be the best. Uh, Offensively gifted big from that yeah. class, him or Markinen. And then you have another guy like Dennis Smith, who yeah. a little bit of consistency issues, but showed he has clear like yeah. star talent. I'm pretty you were a big Smith guy, I right? I'm a big Smith guy. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a big thing to watch there in Dallas. Um they also they're in a little awkward caps situation because of Harrison Barnes, but and was Matthews. And Chan- wait. Yeah, but they didn't pay Nerland Noel seventeen million dollars. <laughs> thank, thank God they didn't pay him seventeen million dollars. Free agent again. Um, been he's the only team he's ever been linked to. I think the last three years has been Boston. So I think he'll go to the Celtics. They, I, I mean, who knows? He yeah. will command like a minimum contract <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Big, big market for veteran minimum. Big yeah. Nerland Noel, who was the fifth overall pick traded for Drew Holiday yeah. like five years ago. The process. Yeah. The that, was, that was actually the beginning of the, the initiator of the process. Man. I just remember those six, the Sixers team with Drew Holiday and Andre Godala. I mean, they were a playoff team. They, they, they took they the Celtics beat, to seven in the second round. Yeah, they were, beat uh, the the Bulls. Derek Roseless Bulls. Yeah, the too bad. Torres ACL. That was yeah. that's actually like that series, low key, extremely impactful yeah. in the NBA. And the Bulls. Yeah, a little snapshot of NBA history and, right yeah. there. End of the Bulls, beginning of the process. Uh, this the old Celtics last yeah. year together, and then yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, you think about it, the 2011 uh, season is very interesting because you have Derrick Rose, who's probably the biggest, the two biggest what-ifs in the NBA in the past 10 years, Derrick Rose and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, agreed. Yep. That could have been, that could have been finals I, matchups for years to come. Again, we all like to rag on Derrick Rose now, but he was, I mean, 
he was probably the best scoring guard in the NBA at the time, yeah. and he, he was, was literally like, if you think about it, like it was Derrick Rose, what Taj Gibson, Joakim Noah, Luol Deng, um, and a very young Jimmy Butler. I don't actually think Butler was on the 2011 team. No. He was there no. like two years later. Uh, so Rose like carried that offensive team because Noah and Deng are primary yeah. defenders, and outside of LeBron, he might have been the best player yeah. in the league at the time. Yeah, I mean MVP. Yeah. Do MVP. you blame? Do you blame Tibbs? Uh, I, mean, I want to blame Tibbs because I really don't like Tibbs, but those are some fluke injuries that just collected. Uh, yeah. Blowing out your knee, like, um, I I really don't blame Tibbs because that the first ACL tear, tear was completely yeah. fluke. I blame Tibbs a hundred percent for Lou Alding and Joakim Noah because those were very <laughs> overworked players that did not have the bodies right. to keep up with that. But yeah. Derrick Rose is, and Derrick Rose to also be fair completely flubbed the rehab process yeah. he came back too early and then and then like things were like they that year where they they lost in the second round of the Cavs in six games and he was like i could play but i want to be able to like stand at some child of his yeah. graduation like i'm a hundred percent but i don't want to risk it yeah the the anti-kawhi leonard yes the, <laughs> <laughs> so rose, rose is definitely one of the biggest what ifs um and he will get to see playoff action yeah. this year though uh not in a good way he's not good anymore um, I don't know why this is this is I'm just going to keep saying this. Tom Thibodeau, why are you playing Derrick Rose and Jamal Crawford in the playoffs? Tom Thibodeau feels like he's stuck in the past. It, he is stuck in the past. <laughs> I don't get like I think the trend of NBA coaches getting to be GMs of the team is going to die out very soon thanks to Thibodeau and Sam and Gundy. Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers, yeah. The only one that would ever deserve it is Greg Popovich and he has RC. Yeah. Um Doc, yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers is the has the master class in how to never have a small forward that can play basketball. And I don't like that Austin Rivers is the starting <laughs> shooting guard on his dad's team. That yeah. doesn't it sit just, right with me. As well, uh, I don't even want to say he played that well, but like, I mean, he scored like 16 a game, which is like... I mean, not to... Hey, no, Austin Rivers is a capable NBA player who yeah. should not be on the Clippers. Yes, and who should not be starting on a borderline playoff team. Yes. Um... And obviously, like Doc, Doc is a great coach still. I think um, because he took a the, not a very talent filled yeah. roster to a near playoff spot, but awful GM Stan Van Gundy, yeah. awful GM. I agree. They're starting like Reggie Bullock. Come on, yeah. uh, and Tom Thibodeau. No more words need to be said on Tom yeah, Thibodeau. Tom, awful GM. Tom Thibodeau needs to have a cap on how many former Bulls he's allowed to bring in before <laughs> Joakim Noah ends up on the Timberwolves. <laughs> Do you think? Um, do you think Van Gundy and the Pistons make it back to the playoffs next year? Another random question. The Pistons will make it back to the playoffs. Van Gundy will not be in there. <laughs> Van Gundy will not make it back. Yeah, I mean, coach firing season, I guess, is underway now. Yeah. Vogel, I believe, was. Yeah, but Franco Vogel feels like more of like a mercy killing than a, yeah. than a firing. The Magic are actually, I think, Magic, underrated worst-run team in basketball. I, I'm underrated the, is unfair. Like More like non-existent. They were a phantom basketball team. Yeah, no, nobody, like, everyone always looks to rag on the Kings, but... The Magic have traded away yeah. so many. Like, Tobias Harris is a great player. Yep. Victor Oladipo is a great player. I can't wait till Aaron Gordon gets the the max contract offer sheet from the Nets. And yeah, what they do with that. <laughs> Bismack Biombo is actually on the Magic. I don't know if you do that. Yeah, yeah. No, Bismack after that one game what was it uh, game seven in like yeah. the second round of like two years ago, where yeah. he had like eight blocks, and then they realized they thought, oh my god, he's the perfect complement to Vucevic. Yeah. He's another disappointing big man. Let's put him together. Yeah, the I don't know. The Magic have a top five pick again. They do, yeah, and I mean Jaitzik's actually pretty good. Yeah, he just doesn't get a lot of minutes. Um, 
I bet they blow it. I bet they blow it. They definitely pick. they definitely blow it. Who who do you think they could blow it with though? I mean, I don't know, who's the most Trey Young probably? Yeah, they they will reach on Trey Young <laughs> thinking, Oh my god, we just need a scoring guard. Man, I, we say this and Trey Young's gonna be the rookie of the year next year. Yeah, we, he's gonna score, he's gonna be the Donovan Mitchell yeah. that scores twenty a game. Yeah, exactly. How about the magic blowing Mario Hazonia? I forgot about that one. He's a free agent now. Yeah, they about to be. I mean if there's just some teams that have very bad draft yeah. Draft track records and the Magic are up there. I would scared to be drafted to the Magic, the Suns, and I don't even know if I'd be scared to be drafted to the Kings anymore. I would be scared to be drafted to the Kings. I mean, Bogdanovich and Fox is a nice and he is yeah. a nice three. I, three I, I suppose, but I'd, I'd still be sorry. Um, I don't think every pick they will make will be a bust anymore, like yeah, I did before. That is but, true. Yeah, Vladdy Divac has some semblance of. Yeah, he's still awful. But yeah, that Demar- the Marcus Cousins grade still is awful value. Maybe. I I don't know. I think Buddy Heald is showing some... I mean, he's a capable NBA player. They are, like every team in the Tankathon this year, mm-hmm. they are one or two high draft picks away. Unfortunately, the Kings don't have a first round pick next year. <laughs> yes. So Because they, they needed to get rid of Nick Stauskas so badly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I think, you, I think we'll see the Kings draft a really good big man yeah. to go with Aaron Fox and to go with Heald and Bogdanovich. And I think they could be good. Uh, another underrated guy in the in the draft that I think will be a big factor for whoever drafts him, Robert Williams from Texas A&M. Okay, uh, I, I think so. I think he's a really good, really good defender, mm-hmm. uh, crazy athletic, yeah. and he's not a great scorer right now, but he has all the tools to potentially develop into some sort of a low post scorer. What do you think about guys that would go late first round? Um, there's a BC guy in there, obviously. Yeah, so Jerome Robinson. Robinson. Uh, uh, Jerome Robinson. Do you think there are any other guys that... Um, like, a guy that you could see jumping on a team like the Warriors and Rockets, like a Jordan Bell, and contributing immediately. It's tough. Uh, Jalen Brunson is a guy who sticks out as someone who could be very good off the bench mm-hmm. um, for, a, for a competitive team. I think Jerome Robinson could be a good scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is an interesting yep. guy. That That's one of the biggest question marks, I think, in yeah. this draft class, actually, Mitchell Robinson. I think him and then... I, I think him and Bagley would be my two yeah. biggest question marks. Bagley is... Bagley could easily be the best player in this draft class, and yes. he could easily be the worst player in this top ten. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bust potential just simply because of size and yeah. what position he's going to play. But there's so much star potential with the, the scoring. But how how many times has that worked out? I guess I feel like we've had a lot of prospects that have been yeah. undersized and not great defensively, and then they've come to the NBA and not been very good. Yeah, I can't I can't think of one prospect that way that's actually worked out recently. A big man prospect. Not off the top of my head. But there, there aren't a lot of good undersized big men. But he, I think, has the athleticism to be a three if he can figure out how to shoot. Yes. Agreed. That would be... If he was a three, he'd be unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. He'd be absolutely unstoppable. And positions are kind of dying out, yeah. like with Ben Simmons, you know? Exactly. Like, how many 6'10 massive point guards that can rebound better than anybody else on the floor are there. Like, Magic Johnson. Yeah. Ben Simmons, like, someone was trying to come up with, like, the accurate comparisons for this draft, like, for the rookie of the year, and they were like, oh, you know, it's like Ben Simmons versus Dwayne Wade, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's like Magic Johnson versus, like, if Dwayne Wade was in this rookie of the year class, I was like, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Why is this still a debate? Yeah. If, we're, if we're saying it's like prime D Wade and prime yeah. Magic Johnson, prime Magic Johnson's a top five player all time. Yeah, I like think so. 
Why is that? Why why would we can why would we try to change the narrative? Yeah, top five player, top five player, lesser GM. Yeah. <laughs> why are we interesting? Who what the Lakers do without? Do you, all right. So now we're talking about the opposite. Where do you think? You think LeBron's going to be in Cleveland? Or I, I do think he's like actually. So I think it's most likely he stays in Cleveland. But very interesting tidbit that he's been saying like a couple times is he's making decision best for his family, and. Everybody in the LeBron James family despises the Cavs and Dan Gilbert. I also despise the Cavs and Dan Gilbert. Yeah, I think everybody, period, <laughs> despises the Cavs and Dan Gilbert. Yeah. So if he's making it based on his family, I mean, he has a lot of homes in L.A. and a lot of value there, and I think his family loves L.A., so I, like, I'm not going to rule out the Lakers, but I just I can't imagine him leaving. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I don't think they're in a good enough position. I think the Lakers are in play. I think the Clippers are in play. Yeah, Jerry I West think, is always in play. I think the Rockets are in play. Yes, but... To be, if I think the Rockets are in play, but they'd have to shed most of their bench. To, they'd they have to shed most have of the, to, the core that made them so good with the shooting. They'd have to shed most. of They them. would have James Harden, Chris Paul, and LeBron James would be there. Yes, their roster, I mean, which works. I mean, they could pull. There's, a something to be, there's something to be said for those three guys. Yes, I I, I definitely agree. Players. But they'd, they'd almost have to change identities unless they could find yeah. a lot of veteran minimum shooters. Yeah, that is very true. Also, San Antonio Spurs. Mm. Is a, you think they're in play? Is a uh, wildcard team. I think so. I think a, potentially a sign and trade with Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, either a sign and trade with Lamarcus Aldridge. Because he's or actually... Kawhi, or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, LeBron's always talked about how he'd love to play for Popovich. Yeah. Um, if they don't do a sign and trade, they'd have to trade like Patty Mills and Pau Gasol, yeah. which are very difficult. Like, as great of an organization they are, those are two they of the most bad contracts. Uh, yeah, some bad contracts. Why resign Pau Gasol is, does not make any sense. Pau Gasol yeah. and Lamarcus Aldridge as a starting front court. Not it seems a, like a redundant skill set. That seems like ten years too late again. Yeah. Um. It's tried, Pow is not not good. Not good. <laughs> not no. good. And I mean, Patty Mills made some sense at the time because he was really like, with if you count Kawhi's out of the picture and like Marcus Aldridge's obviously their best scorer. Patty Mills was their yeah. second best scorer last year. Um. But as as much value and money as he's getting doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, I mean, they have some solid pieces. If LeBron went there, I don't think they'd be better than the Rockets or the Warriors, though. Unless Kawhi comes back completely healthy yeah, I, and you... LeBron, LeBron is just hes just the best player. I, yeah. He's never been in the West. That would be interesting to see LeBron in the I, West. I'd li- actually, I was going to say I'd like to see him in the West, but I don't want the Jazz. Would, the, ja- the Jazz own LeBron. And so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Be, he hasn't won in Salt Lake. I cannot here. imagine what... The, if LeBron goes to the West, that becomes just an unbelievable. Can we just have conference. one conference then? Just you might as well. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just let's just throw the best. Well, see the whole put the best sixteen teams in the playoffs narrative doesn't even work either because the West teams are killing each other record wise. Yeah. So like like everybody likes to say like you know Miami was only two games worse than the Nuggets, but, right, but Miami they, didn't have to play. Yeah. Like the Timberwolves four times, the Jazz four times, the Thunder four times, yeah. the Nuggets, the Blazers four times. You think about that. The Nuggets had to play sixteen games against the the uh, the Blazers, Jazz, Timberwolves, and um, Blazers, Jazz, Timberwolves, and Thunder. Yeah, that's crazy. That is, I mean, that's a murderer's row. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why they missed the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and they won forty six games. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. LeBron James in the West would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, are you saying stay in Cleveland though? Are you? I- I think he will, but I if I was LeBron, I would get out of there so fast. Yes, a hundred. It's a toxic environment, even with the Brooklyn pick. Like I, I can't imagine them drafting a player that makes them competitive with the Celtics and 76ers next year. Yeah, unless again, 
in in some bizarre world where the Cavs win the lottery, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where if they get Luka Doncic, he's yeah, he's that would be the is, one guy where he, I could yeah. be like, okay, that's right. that's a game changer because I he's agree. a guy I think that'll jump into the NBA and be very good already. Yes, I agree with that. Um, but I mean, actually, I wanted to say they're not going to win the lottery, but they win the lottery all the time when they're in the lottery. So I hope they don't win the lottery. I I cannot stand Dan Gilbert's face. <laughs> in, uh, I can't believe LeBron could stand Dan Gilbert's face to come back. Dan Gilbert is the least deserving sports owner to ever win a championship. Yeah, I mean, he literally guaranteed he'd win a championship without LeBron. Mm, yeah. When LeBron left Spineless. for the Heat, and then they won like ten games. Spineless, <laughs> spineless Dan Gilbert. The other thing, the other thing with the Cavs that I couldn't understand less is trading Kyrie Irving. Yeah, uh, I feel like you should have just waited it out. That's like, I don't, well, I don't how much because he wasn't Kyrie wasn't in the spot of leverage there. They haven't made a contract for two years. I don't understand. Like, obviously, it's a little results oriented thinking. Having yeah. seen, yeah, I at the time it thought out. it was great value as a trade. But you have Kyrie Irving for two years, knowing that LeBron James could easily not be on your team next season, and if Kyrie wants to be the man, I mean, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> you had the perfect out if LeBron yeah. leaves and. I mean, a lot of people would like to say, like, well, maybe they have a deeper team than last year, you know, with like, Larry Nance so. and those guys off the bench. But, like, it's, it's it, not. There's only so much, like, being able to go eight deep as opposed to seven deep is going to do. Especially in the playoffs, and the benches shrink. Yeah. And you can't have LeBron James. I mean, he seems like he's, mm-hmm. he's a marvel, yeah. really. But he's, I, I'm still picking them to win the East solely because of LeBron James. He has so much but, tread yeah. on his tires. You'd have to, I mean, you'd think he. Just wouldn't be able to play forty minutes that, a game. One, sometime, like he led the league in minutes this year. I yeah, think, which is he like maybe he'll go to the Timberwolves. He fits right in with him. He is a prefer, uh, <laughs> if he goes to the Timberwolves, they will have no shooting, <laughs> and he'll still be, they'll still win sixty five games with LeBron, but they'll have the worst shooting team in the league. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, give me three teams in the West next year. Uh, I don't know why I said three. Um, give me two teams in the West that missed the playoffs last year that you think could make it next year. And we'll wrap up on that. Um, Denver Nuggets are the Actually, excluding team. Denver because yeah, they were. They were so I would say, I mean, it's tough. The, the West know. is so deep, and they are also so complete with tanking teams. But I would say the Grizzlies are the biggest one because mm. they get Mike Conley back. Yeah, and then it's kind of a wild card team, the Mavericks. Are you now throwing the Lakers in? No. That's interesting. Okay. No. I, mean, I mean, if the Lakers... Lakers are obviously, like, a max free agent destination. Okay. If they sign Paul George or LeBron, they become instant playoff contenders. Yeah. But that is projecting a lot, whereas these other teams are going to have top-end yeah. draft picks. Let's say they sign Paul George and keep Julius Randle as opposed to getting a max player because they can't... LeBron doesn't want him. Right. Nobody else wants them. Do you think they're better than the Nuggets? Yes. Do you think they're... Not by a lot. Not by a lot. So, do you think they make? Do you, would you say they make the playoffs, or do you think they still miss out? I mean, I'd say they make the playoffs. Like the Thunder without Paul George. I mean, I, okay, I, I didn't even are the Thunder are the Thunder even better with Paul George? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, they still have Melo though. Yeah, so. I, that's not great. They're gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah I would. Worse. I would say the I would say the Lakers with Paul George make the playoffs, and I would say that okay, the, give me your two most likely teams in the Western Conference field to fall out of the playoffs. Um, the Thunder, I guess. The Thunder without Paul George, but then I think probably I would I would go with the Pelicans, depending yes. on uh, the how DeMarcus Cousins plays. And we don't even know if he'll come back. I mean, that is, yeah, he's a free, I he's, I he's a free agent free. coming yeah. off the Achilles tear. That is very interesting. I don't know how that will play out. Yeah. Um, so I'd say probably the Pelicans and, I don't know, maybe... 
I mean, who knows with Kawhi and the Spurs, but probably yeah. I would say probably it's too hard. It's if Kawhi doesn't come back, I mean, like if Kawhi's gone, then the Spurs are the obvious miss the playoffs bit. Yeah. But if Kawhi's back, I think they're back to the yeah, top I would, three I would the say the Thunder and the Pelicans would be. The, I would agree. I my, think my picks. I think Utah and Minnesota are both going to get a lot better. Yeah, both the young teams. Um, and Utah, I mean, they were twenty-seven and six to close out yeah. the year. Minnesota was the be- the third best team in the conference yeah. for most of the year. So I think those two teams will take big jumps forward. I think Denver also takes a jump forward, but I don't know how big it is because yeah. they have. A, it's interesting. They have a lot of like great wing players that are very limited on one end of the floor defensively. Yeah. And Jokic is, Jokic is like the, he's the most gifted big man outside of Anthony Davis and Carl Towns, yeah. uh, best passing big man in the league. But he's so limited defensively. Yeah. They have to put in Plumlee. They have to alternate him and Plumlee in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, it's tough. Jokic is. I mean, he is the the Sabonis, right? The Arvidas Sabonis yes. is the obvious comparison yeah. for Nikola yep. Jokic. And I don't know, he's not a good defender. But the Nuggets do have their do have their draft pick or don't have their draft pick. This, this they I'm pretty sure they do have their draft pick. Yeah. So they've got a lottery pick in a deep class. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So they'll probably trade it to the Jazz. Yeah. For bad bench for player. Trey Lyles. Yeah, um, for Trey Lyles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, I mean, that's. Can you imagine the Nuggets with Donovan Mitchell? That's yeah. So this is very my, my like one of the Jazz beat writers tweeted like at one after last night. He's like, so everyone likes to say the craziest part of the season is the Jazz coming back from nineteen twenty eight, but I think the craziest part of the season is the fact that the Denver Nuggets GM called Utah and said we would like to trade you our lottery pick for Trey Lyles. <laughs> not a good trade. No, not not a good trade. I mean, Lyles had some mediocre playing time when Millsap was out. But he's still awful. Yeah, I mean, I, I would trade Donovan Mitchell for some mediocre, <laughs> mediocre bench play. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty obvious. But I, I think with a lottery pick, assuming they keep it, um, they'll get like they, they just. I think they really need a a good defensive player. Yeah. Right now, um, they have a lot of like they do have you, a lot of threes, but not a lot of three and D. Do you think Jokic can play power forward? Uh, I think he's too flat footed. Yeah. I think that's the problem. That's. It's actually interesting to think that they had Jokic and Nurkic at the same time, just a year. That ago. could have been. That could have been a great front court. That would have been. That's just a fun. That's just a yeah. fun because of their names, really. Yeah, Jokic. And, <laughs> I mean, Nurkic has turned into such a surprisingly good rim protector. He's a very yeah. He's a very good defender. He was very he bad very in, well. in uh, Denver, but yeah. now he's great. He's very well in Portland. So those two together could have masked like the rest of the Nuggets' yeah. defensive woes. But what did it? I don't even know what they got for him. It wasn't much. Plumley. Really? It was Plumlee? No, that's sad. That's <laughs> Plumlee, very sad. The Plumlee for Nurkid swap. Yeah. But Jamal Murray will take a big step. Yeah. Gary Harris, probably one of the most underrated five or six yeah. players in the league. Wilson Chandler, um, I think he had his best defensive year in like five or six years, yeah. and he can still shoot the three ball. Um, if they're a lottery pick, if they don't blow the lottery pick, I mean, they, they, they're they a pretty good bet to make it back. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting because the West, all of the Western Conference teams that aren't the Warriors or the Rockets, like conceivably, could fall out next yeah, year. Yeah, it's very true. Another interesting tidbit we have mentioned: Kemba Walker. Do you think he'll be in Charlotte next year? Do I think he'll be in Charlotte? I hope he's not in Charlotte. I agree. It's so like why they why they bring on Mitch Kupchak? That's the guy that gave the Randall and yeah. uh, sorry not Randall the uh, Mozgov and Deng contracts. I think he had. I think that was just like a mini stroke. I think he's back. <laughs> he's recovered. Took a few years off. <laughs> I think he needed more years <laughs> off than what he's done. I mean, it would be interesting. I think Kemba Walker is the biggest name that could be floated in trade discussions this off season, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that. A uh, team like Cleveland, yeah, with the Brooklyn pick, could yeah. be targeting. And I think if I was the Cavaliers, 
I would draft someone with that pick. Yes. I expect them to trade that pick. The only way <laughs> I can justify trading the pick is if LeBron set, comes to the front office and says, I will stay if you trade yeah. the pick. Um, even then, though, like, LeBron's getting old. I, 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 don't, I don't know how long that team can just, like, be held hostage yeah. by LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, Probably Tristan forever. Thompson contract, J.R. Smith contract. I mean, that's that's the thing, is LeBron James is the de facto general manager, and he yeah. did a bad job. Sure, LeBron <laughs> James is Stan Van Gundy, Tom Thibodeau, yeah. level of GMing. Yeah, and I don't understand how he gets upset that he's not surrounded by good talent, and yeah. then he demands <laughs> that Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith get $10 million Tristan contracts. Thompson can't even play anymore. Like, no. he's absolutely And he's cheating on Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, that's another story. Very so, awful story. Un- unacceptable. Nothing is going right in Tristan Thompson's life. <laughs> J.R. Smith has Thompson. completely, like, melted down from last year's J.R. I mean, that's not really that surprising. He's it happened, 30. Yeah, it actually happened in New York, too. He had the great yeah. 2013, and then 2014, he was I mean, awful again. I mean, I don't expect J.R. Smith to be good in his 30-year-old season. So, I don't know why LeBron... I mean, LeBron's just playing buddy ball, really. Yeah. The only moves that they've made that have been good were the ones where he wasn't consulted, and yeah. those were the trade deadline yeah. deals. Maybe that's the norm. Maybe Cavs are <laughs> Maybe trying, to, him out of trying to send him a message that... Right then in the contract, yeah. if he resigns, you do not have player control anymore. I, I don't understand. I think we will see a future where LeBron owns the Cleveland Cavaliers and does a very Michael Jordan job. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, very much like saying an awful job. Yeah, uh, Michael Jordan might be the... Uh, I I don't want to say the worst owner in the NBA, but he's up there. Yeah, he's not good. No, I mean he just he just signed Cupcheck. Right, right. <laughs> but and their roster, like they 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 got Dwight Howard. Why? Um, and Nick Batum. I don't have I don't have answers for these questions. Well, like Nick, Nick, I love Nick Batum, and I was actually a big fan of him going into the season. So I'm a little being a little hypocritical, but. Nick Batum was never was never a primary scorer or even a secondary scorer in Portland, and they expected him to come in and jump in as the second scorer on the team. Yeah, I I think Dwight Howard is another he's another forgotten guy. He is. Yeah. For, he actually did have a pretty good for, year. He had he had a good season. Uh, great rebounder for two or three seasons. He was the best one of the best players in the league. Uh, he was the, probably the second best player in the league from and, 2000 like 2008 to 2010. I think you can really chart the career tra- trajectories of Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony is very similar. Yeah, I was actually going to say there was an interesting Reddit thread where it was rank the careers of Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose. Rank their peaks and rank their careers. So, I think Dwight's the best career-wise. I think Dwight's the best and by both metrics-wise, yeah, yeah. And uh, Derrick I mean, Derrick Rose is just so sad. Yeah, Derrick Rose I think is second in peak. Yeah, over Melo by a, by like a hair, because I mean he's probably yeah. the second or third best at his peak. Yeah. But career wise, it's just sad. Yeah, it's the worst. I could throw Darren Williams in the mix there too. I mean Darren. <laughs> okay, so everyone like also likes to make fun of Darren Williams, but there was a time in 2010 where the NBA GMs voted him as the best point guard in the NBA. So he, he was. He was. I mean the Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer led Utah Jazz were, were very legitimate. Good. They team. made a conference finals. Yeah, like, legitimate team. Don't don't hate. I mean they. Albeit they made the conference finals by beating the Rockets, the We Believe and the We Believe Warriors, who were not as good as history likes to tell us. Yeah, I mean the We Believe Warriors are the second best Warriors team after the seventy three win Warriors. <laughs> and probably the most fun Warriors team we've ever seen. Yeah, I would say one of the most fun teams we've ever seen. I would, here. I would say so. I mean, and I'm actually like I'm glad the Mavs got their championship eventually yeah. because it's very sad that I think that I think if we're going to talk about the Mavs, I think that uh, series will 
ultimately be the biggest stain on LeBron James' legacy. That, that's here. I agree. I agree. Because Michael Jordan would not have lost that series. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And it's not even. It's like the way LeBron lost it, where Dwayne Wade had to do all of the work yeah. in the fourth quarter. LeBron had like ten points. Like yeah. Deshaun Stevenson was shutting him down. I hate the I hate the fact that we can call Deshaun Stevenson a LeBron stopper. I like that. No, I mean, okay. Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Stevenson. It's uh, funny, but like, he why? Was, he was an all-star in Ice Cube's Big Three League. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. That's a fun fact. So, I mean, and uh, there's obviously a lot. Like, Carlisle switched to his own defense for yeah. most of that finals, and LeBron couldn't exploit that because he can't shoot. He couldn't shoot three balls. LeBron's if you look at LeBron's career arc, it's actually very interesting. Yeah. Couldn't shoot jumpers, kind of like Simmons, and then became a good jump shooter, probably in Cleveland. Couldn't shoot the three ball well. First year in Miami, couldn't shoot the three ball well, and then like. The middle years, he was like a 45% three-shooter, yeah. and then now he's back to... Yeah. I mean, that also goes to show that three-point shooting, even over the sample size of one season, right, not as indicative of scale as you might think. Right. Agreed. I don't know. I mean, LeBron's legacy, I think he'll, I think he'll end up being commonly regarded as the second-best player of all time. Yeah. Well, I think he's already, like, whether or not it's deserved, he's pretty much already there in yeah. most experts' minds. I would say that's. I would say it's deserved. You would say it's deserved. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just a little early. Uh, we've had some greats like like I don't know, Will Chamberlain, Kareem. I mean, that's what, what makes LeBron different from, not even necessarily different. What makes LeBron LeBron is that he is a freak of nature, mm-hmm. right? The way that Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were just ahead of their time physically, I feel mm-hmm. like LeBron is well, in a similar category. I think you can say that about Bill Russell. Yeah, okay, never mind. That, you did. Okay, I was going to say, Will Chamberlain is the last, like, freak of nature on yeah. that level. Like, he was an Olympic high jump or whatever. Yeah. Like, those, like, I feel like he gets thrown out of the discussion for, like, a top five player just because, I mean, we never watched him live, right. so it's hard to say, but he gets thrown out because he only won well, one ring, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like he had to play Bill Russell in twelve Hall of Famers yeah. every 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 game. Yeah. Uh, but LeBron, even if he's, if, even if I wouldn't say he's the second best of all time, it's a clear like he's a clear top five. No one's dominated over this yeah. long of a stretch. But that Mavericks final will never let me put him over Michael Jordan. I agree. It's just you can't be the best player of all time and lose to Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, and Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, three or two MVPs. Well past their prime. Yeah, and it's not like and Le- LeBron's other like his big series winning against the Spurs in seven games, Ray Allen yeah. bailed him out. MJ doesn't have a bailout like that. No. None of his finals went beyond six games, um, and he actually bailed himself out with the offensive foul on Byron Russell <laughs> in '98. But that's another story. Uh, and LeBron like his he lost that series, and he gets absolutely destroyed by the Spurs the next year. Um, like there aren't LeBron has some great numbers in the finals, but yeah. his Finals resume outside of the three three one comeback, which is obviously one of the greatest yeah. achievements ever. Outside of that, is very lackluster. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, there is something to be said for the NBA as just being more competitive today than it was in. I'll take the that. 90s. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact that the uh, Jordan Bulls you weren't allowed to play zone defense. Mm. Definitely changes the discussion. I think a little. That bit. is also true. Yeah, weren't allowed like. There's a lot that has developed in yeah. the NBA since then, and beyond zone defense, the athletes today, yeah. um, Russell Westbrook is like an athlete, yeah. for example, that's on a completely another level right. than athletes back then. I just think the athletes today are also at a lot much higher level on average um, than the ones from before, yeah. and I think that like that makes a big difference as well. Um, 
I don't know. Where would you say, athletically, would you say Russell Westbrook's like the most athletic player you've seen in the league, or who else would you put in that discussion? I mean, I would put LeBron James number one. But okay, yeah. yeah, sorry. LeBron, Le- I mean... I LeBron, just kinda... LeBron aside, yes, I think yeah, Russell Le- Westbrook is the most athletic player in the league right now, and he is just... It's just unbelievable, because I don't think, honestly, I mean, in the grand scheme of NBA players, Russell Westbrook is not that good at basketball, mm. but he is just an insane athlete. He's a freight train. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, like... Uh, there's been a, I don't know why, but Bob Cousy's name has come up a lot in the NBA this year, and there's been a lot of highlight reels. Maybe it's because Kyrie's a Celtic and yeah. handles, but there's a lot of highlight reels of like Bob Cousy dribbling, and yeah. he's dribbling at the level of like what Jalen Brown yeah. this year, which is like not great. Uh, and there's something to be said for like when you're talking about the best players of all time. Do you consider do you consider them relative to their era or the most talented players? Because Bob Cousy wouldn't be. You have to you have to consider them relative to their era because just like you said, Jalen Brown would be the best player in the NBA if he played in the sixties. Right. Jalen Brown's a you know a good NBA player. Well, outside I think I think Wilt and right. Russell are right. outside of that the, and the Jerry West. Best. Yes, but agreed, agreed. Absolutely. Jalen Brown would be an elite player yeah. in the in the nineteen sixties, yeah. which is like, I mean, he's very good right now, yeah. but he's not an elite player, right? And he won't be there for like another two or three years. Right. And that's just I mean that's just the nature of athletes getting better as time progresses and that's like Michael Jordan in his prime I don't think would beat LeBron James one on one but I don't think that really means anything yeah Michael dominated his era yeah. so while we're on the subject I guess outside of LeBron do you think there's any other player uh, Kevin Durant I guess would come to mind that will be top that could be top 10 at the end of their careers uh, Durant player. Steph Curry Steph Curry um, beyond that I think it would just be projection but like there are a lot of the young players mm. just have so much potential guys yeah. like Ben Simmons would be the first one to jump yeah, to mind. Exactly. Um, ben, I don't really think, like as you said, Magic Johnson. There's never been a player with a collection of that skill. Yeah. Magic and LeBron. Uh, yeah. LeBron's the only. LeBron and Ben Simmons is kind of funny. They're neither of them are like real point guards, but they're probably the two best passers in the NBA right now. I would say so. Which is unheard of. With, yeah. your, your three best passers might be all non-point guards if you throw Jokic in there. Yeah. I I think you could be right. I mean, Chris Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. It's probably Chris up there, but yeah. I mean, even the fact that those three guys are in that discussion right. says a lot about. That's also something basketball. about how the NBA has developed. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I think positionless basketball is the way of the future. I don't think we're too far off from the 76ers competing for an NBA championship with a full starting five of guys over six foot seven. Yeah, uh, like that's, that's crazy to think about, but they're they're already on the way to doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> they're really already on their way to doing it. Uh, what do you think about like recently active? Retired players like Kobe and Tim Duncan, where would you rank them? I would say that history is not going to be kind to Kobe Bryant. Okay. Uh, like, when you do career retrospectives. Because he really is a poor man's Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he was a guy who dominated when he played. But he, I don't know. I don't I don't really look at him as someone who is necessarily uh, better than a lot of the guys he played with. It just so happens that the best players, when Kobe Bryant were playing, are all big guys like Dirk. Yeah, like uh, Tim Duncan, Shaq, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and then also some guards like Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Mm. So I I would say that uh, guys like Kobe Bryant and Tracy McGrady are, I think I think they're gonna get lost in the shuffle yeah. with guys like Giannis and Ben Simmons coming up. I would agree, and I think like we talk about the Maverick series as like a very damaging to LeBron. Uh, the Pistons series would yeah. be the same for Kobe. Uh, that was. They lost in five games. Like, that's even worse. Yeah. And they had Kobe, Shaq, Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Obviously, older versions of those players, yeah. but Carl Malone was still averaging double digits, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, that's a, hor- that's a horrendous loss, no matter yeah. how good defensively the Pistons were. Um, 
Kobe not having more rings than Michael was sort of like every, I remember after the um was it the the 2010 finals yeah. where they won when they won back to back everybody was like oh my god like if Kobe can win another one next year like maybe we can have this discussion yeah. and he never got close again but he did win an Oscar he did win an Oscar <laughs> that's fair that's fair those um this I just can't believe that Mavericks team back on the Mavericks the 2011 Mavericks that absolutely destroyed the Lakers yeah I think that was the biggest shock of that year for me I think, yeah I mean that's that's an awesome team. I, I love the yeah. Dirk Dirk one. I like that Dirk is coming back next year. Yeah, I like I like that he's for Dirk and Vince Carter. Yeah. They're not quitting. They are. I mean, that is impressive to be able to play at forty years old. Yeah, and Dirk's especially for Vince Carter, Dirk, Dirk is just out there kind of shooting threes, hanging out yeah. with Dirk. With, Dirk's with, lazing with, around a little bit because he doesn't like. It was a tanking match. Yeah, but Vince Carter's going hard every yeah. time. I'd like, still I'd like to see them on a contending team. Maybe not Dirk. I'd like to see Vince Carter on a contending team. I, I don't want to see Dirk on any team other than Mavericks. Yeah, I, I hope they're contending, but I think Cuban's kind of break yeah. them at this point a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Vince Carter, he's on the Kings right now, right? Yeah. yeah I hope he. I hope that. I'm pretty sure it's, it's got to be a one-year deal. I hope he signs with like a good team. Even if so. he's, remember like Tracy McGrady signing with the Spurs, going to the finals? Yeah. Something like that, where he doesn't play, but yeah. he gets to watch. And if not, he's a surefire all star in Ice Cube's Big Three League. Ice Cube's go, Big Three League. Clearly, I'm missing Deshaun something Stevenson. here. <laughs> I love. Uh, have you seen the thing on NBA DraftNet? The projected player. For oh, he's his uh, NBA. Con- yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I think Deshaun Stevenson is very much a Jordan esque game. I, LeBron James stoppers. <laughs> yeah. Though, like, so. you know, yeah. <laughs> Lance Stevenson, the ultimate LeBron James stoppers. <laughs> All right, I'm, let's, let's wrap it up on this. Uh, NBA draft, let's go back to it. Give me your top five players in this year's draft. Top five players, Doncic, Aiton, um, Jackson, Jaron Jackson, and uh, probably, probably Bagley and uh, who, who have I said so far? Maybe Wendell Carter? I don't know. Wendell Carter? Okay. And then actually, uh, follow up to that. Michael Porter is probably... Michael Porter, yeah, shows, back yeah. injury notwithstanding. Like, yeah. if he's... If he's comes back to the Michael Porter we're supposed to yeah. see. Um, how would you compare them to the guys from last year? Um, think about some other underrated guys like Josh Jackson, who had a great closing the season. So I, I was very high on last year's draft class, and I'm equally high on this year's draft class, which is what's giving me pause, because right. I feel like this year's draft class, guys like Josh Jackson, he, like you said, he did have a good close of the season, but those guys like Malik Monk, who yes. are yeah. guys who underperform, just everyone seems so great because they're playing against college players. Yeah. And then... It's guys like Donovan Mitchell who are decent in college, who yeah. are the breakout players. So it's it's really hard to project. I would expect this class to be better, if mm-hmm. only because the best prospects this year are big guys, and I think that gives them a better chance to succeed, yeah. just based on size alone. Yeah, it's like there's so many good big guys. Like let's say in the very unlikely event, let's, let's say that okay, let's say the Grizzlies get absolutely like they get bad lottery luck. Yeah. And they're forced to take a big guy because, like, all the good guards are off the board or something. Right. Like, they would get to ease them in because they have Marcus yeah. All. A lot of teams have good bigs where these big men won't be under a lot of yeah. pressure, whereas the guards will be. That's true. I don't know. Do you think there's a Darko factor with Luka Doncic? <laughs> I don't. I really don't think there's a Darko factor. He's such a he's such a perfect basketball player. Yeah. Like he. But so was Darko. <laughs> no, Darko looked like a player who would be on the streets. I mean, like. I can say that now, but you are right. Darko looked like a great prospect at the time defensively. 
It's such a great what if, God. I was planning on wrapping it up here, but such a great what if if the Pistons had drafted yeah. Mel- drafted Melo instead. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically if they had drafted Dwayne Wade too, but either way, really drafted Melo was the like is the big one because I think that the decision came out the Darko v Melo, yeah. and then for some reason they decided Darko. He was the next Dirk. <laughs> the next Dirk they couldn't shoot. <laughs> yeah. you if you know. took Dirk and got rid of the shooting and offensive capabilities, you'd have Darko. You know, Darko, which is... And Dirk's a Hall of Fame player, so... I mean, yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, like, maybe the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Like, <laughs> but we're going to wrap it up there. So, um, thank you for listening. Uh, this, this was episode 10. It's going to be weird. We're, we, this ended up becoming two different episodes. But uh, thank you all for listening. Tom, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. And um, see you next time. We'll probably do another episode for the second round of the playoffs. And we'll do one for the draft, I think. I think that's a good idea. All right, thank you.